Hey, brothers and sisters, y'all, there are Americans, hard to believe, that actually have a, a biblical worldview and also believe the rapture is very soon, that it is pre-tribulation, and that divorce or marriage is adultery, and marriage is one man to one woman for life. So I'm going to be, I, I, this is sort of strange, but I was led by the Lord today to, I'd gotten a commercial about buying gold. You know how we get these commercials about buying gold. But this company was Genesis Gold. And when I went to go look at their website, it was all about that they're a faith-driven company. And so I just put in the thing, hey, you know, Lord, maybe God wants me to talk to this man uh, or to this company. And so it turned out that um, I put in a thing this morning and they're in California. And oh my goodness, we had such a wonderful, wonderful time talking. He's originally from Texas. And let me see, how long was the conversation? Okay, so it was an hour and 14 minutes. His name is David. He has six children and a wife. And the strange thing was, I was like, I was led to the Lord to like, okay, I think I'm going to contact them. He's in California from Texas. Like I said, his wife is from Maine. And it was like instant Holy Spirit-led conversation. We talked for an hour and 15 minutes and it, 14 minutes and seven seconds. And so it turned out that um, I finally just said, I've got to record this. And then as he was talking, um, I ended up later on telling him and asking him, you know, I said, I am, I, you know, this was going so well that I started recording it. And do you mind if I go ahead and uh, put it on my YouTube channel? He's like, no, sure, go ahead. So he gives his testimony, he gives his wife testimony. And, um, you know, it's just so wonderful how the Lord leads how the Lord leads. Just amazing. So um, God is good. And I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead. And hopefully somebody would be interested in listening to a 41 minute, I think it's 41 minutes conversation about Jesus Christ coming. That's what he does. I mean, if you just think about it, he did it with the disciples. And, um, you know, the modern church is no different. So yeah, this life is not easy. Yeah. I, I will. It's funny that when you started to give your remembrance of the scriptures, and it's funny that you you preach sermons too. So you said at first you said fornication, and then you changed it to adultery, and that's the thing. It's not. There is no exception for divorce for adultery. Did you know that? It's only for. Well, it's only in Matthew for fornication which is okay. it's, it, the reason why it's not in Mark. It's not in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, you know, because obviously you have Bible knowledge. Mark chapter 10 Mark. is exactly the same conversation that Jesus was having with the Pharisees as in um, Matthew chapter 19. In Mark chapter 10, there is no exception clause because it's written to a Gentile audience. In, in Matthew 19... It says, except for fornication. That's only to Matthew because, you know, Jesus and, um, I mean, excuse me, Joseph and Mary were husband and wife at the betrothal. Because right. the Jewish, yep. you know, the Jewish marriage began at the betrothal. So he, he was going to have to divorce her for fornication, not for adultery, mm -hmm. fornication. And so all these people 
who used the excuse that, and see, I had a booming loud voice. God, I mean, I filed for divorce and like two days later, there was a booming, I mean, God woke me up, Terry, and I was like, what? And I hit the floor and I was shaking. I was like, what, God, have I done something wrong? And he says, my sheep, no, my voice. I was like, yes, Lord, am I not supposed to divorce? And he said, persevere. And so I dropped the divorce immediately because, you know, yeah. God no, says and, he hates and I divorce. I would agree with that. And, I, and what I said, that I, it was definitely not, not the way I, I meant it, the way it came out. So I definitely believe that people have to be separated. Like if, if one person doesn't agree, right, typically, you know, and I think it was Paul referencing, you know, the, the church. If you come in and you're, you know, one person's not a believer, the other one is and they will stay with you, then stay with them, because then maybe you can save them in marriage. But if they divorce you, well, then you're not at fault. That's nothing, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And in this case, yeah, I don't believe that you should be able to, just because someone has an affair, you should be able to divorce and then remarry, even if you're not the guilty one, right? If you're the innocent party, that doesn't open that door for you. I, I don't believe, I think it basically, what it does is it puts you in isolation until right. God either heals it or someone dies, and then, you know, that, that remarriage comes. Oh, no, okay, I, good. So I, you do believe yeah, that so it, I, I don't believe it that way. It is yeah. still a one flesh union until death of one yeah. of the spouses. Until death of one of the spouses. Oh, okay. I, I mean, that's what I believe. Because I believe. A, you're right. You know, my, you're right. I just yeah, thought you were my, saying my, that, yeah. you know, if the innocent, because there are a lot of churches that would say, uh, you know, like, I don't know if you've heard of Andy Woods and, um, mm-hmm. A lot of the Calvary Chapel churches, I've talked with Calvary Chapel pastors, they're saying, well, mm-hmm. you know, you're not yep. supposed to divorce, but if the unbeliever leaves and divorces you, you're the innocent spouse, so you can remarry. But that is not in the Bible. It's not. It says divorce no. and remarriage is adultery. And until it death, is. you know, I'll let no one separate what God has joined together. So even though my Absolutely. husband remarried 10 years ago, he's still my husband. Right. And He's just committing yeah. ongoing oh, yeah. adultery, and you don't get a divorce every Absolutely. time somebody commits adultery. Because if you were, you'd be commit, you'd be divorcing every time your husband looked at porn, for yep. instance. You know that doesn't yep. end. No, absolutely. It doesn't yep. end the marriage. The marriage only ends with the death of one of the spouses. Yep. And you know, right. between no, no, I, I believe that. I believe that. Okay. What, yeah, I mean, Jesus made that clear. What what man? What God has put together, let no man put asunder. You you can't. You are you are you are dealing in something. Um, beyond it, I mean, my wife, you know, she she didn't grow up at church. She was a nominal Catholic at best <laughs> when she was little, but then of course they didn't do anything, right? She right. was from Maine, and you know, she had she had you know she had had living boyfriends with like you know seven people, eight people before we married, uh-huh. and you know, and so but but when I was praying about it, and she like she did, I mean, she's like the poster child of what you should do you come into church and when you come into faith, I mean, she went through this long repentance, I mean, by herself, it was her and Jesus in her apartment, you know, we lived, I was in Texas, she was in Maine, and I was basically doing her long distance Bible studies, but she did, she like, she totally did the repentance thing, and then um, she got the Holy Ghost, goodness, I think it was a few weeks, month later or something, uh-huh. and then, you know, right before we met, she got baptized, and so, you know, the process worked there, and then when, when because this, as me coming into the relationship, it's like really hard, and it's something I struggle with a lot, a long time. Like, okay, God, you know, she wasn't faithful. I mean, it's like, well, he's like, look, David, I have taken care of this. Mm-hmm. I have made her as though she was brand new. So right. don't, don't, don't doubt it. And it was, and it wasn't like every it solved all my problems, but every time I would struggle with it, 
he would just remind me I made it new. I, I I've done it. Like it's my work. Right. Like remember, she didn't cheat on you. She cheated on me. I'm the <laughs> one that was that was there. And I fixed the relationship, and and she's like the best wife ever. And you know, it, it's just it's just. I mean, I I couldn't think of a better, more poster child experience than what I've gone through with my wife. But I can tell you, you know. People in Christianity today, especially in America, do not take it serious enough. It's just had so much good time, we've had so much money, prosperity, and not enough seriousness, and it, and it, and it kills. I mean, it's, it's killing. And I think very shortly, he, you know, the start of it was COVID, right? It began to shape the church. And I'm telling you, what's coming next, if those who survived that pretty well are, are fixing to get shaken again, and it's going to be very difficult. Right. And it's going to cause a lot of people to fall out, and I, I think many people are going to fall out. I don't think anyone's really ready for what we're about to face as a, as a church. And, um, yeah. It, and very, you've got all these people saying, Oh, there's, I mean, there are a lot of prophets who are saying, you know, a shaking is coming and then there's going to be a revival and mm-hmm. everything. I believe the shaking is going to be that the true disciples, you know, that are really walking the walk and on the narrow mm-hmm. path and, have a biblical worldview. I mean, there's only, supposedly there are only 4% of Americans that have a biblical worldview. And if you took, yep. and, and I just know from my experience, people get so, I mean, they get really mad at me about my videos about the pre-trib rapture. They There are so many people that uh-huh. are post-trib that think we have to go through the tribulation. And, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like, no. And I show all the verses and stuff. But the thing yeah. they get, I mean, what do they get the most mad about is they're divorced and remarried. And they don't think that they have to repent. When Jesus is looking yeah. at it and going, that is adultery. And it's no different to to Jesus is if you were in a gay marriage or if you were, like, you know, fornicating. Not, with, it's, you not, know? it's not different. No, it's I mean, no it, different. It's just like, you know, Part, part of what drove me to California is I, you know, I lived in Texas. I am sixth generation Texans. I grew up west of Austin, conservative, you know, went to church. Everything was good. But I, you know, after we had four four children, I, I, um, I was like, I was so dissatisfied with what I was doing. So I started praying. And then I remember early one morning I was praying um, before I went to work. And um, God just telling me, he goes, you know, why, why are you afraid? And, you know, I said, well, I... You know, I don't really know why. I guess, you know, it's just what I am. And so he kind of started leading me on this journey, starting there to overcoming that. I eventually quit my job and it began to do everything. Then he got a hold of me. And then it was just a just huge spiral of events that, you know, uh, brought us here to California. And, I mean, in essence, what people do, how they look, is that, you know, I had to take a hard look at the verse you quoted earlier where, you know, these people are not entering heaven. This is the end, right? This is this is heaven. This is hell. These are the ones that are in. These are the ones that are out. These are the people not getting in. And I realized if I'm fearful about things, then that's I'm not trusting God. And that's, he said, you can't, you know, you can't be fearful. I'm not raising, you know, my church is not a cowardly church. Right. It's not any of these things. And so I had to, I had to come face to face with that. And even though I went to church, even though I did everything right, and even though, I, at some point, I do believe I would have been saved. I do think that God does not let things that hamper us and hang us up. He's going to challenge us on them. He's going to make sure that, that we're separated from them if we truly desire a relationship with him. So okay. even though my heart was right, he's going to make sure those things aren't going to stay on me. It's, it's like surgery, right? He's going, to have to, he's going to have to be some pain involved and some uncomfortable times. And um, Yeah, I... Uh, 
I know exactly what you're saying. I, I think repentance is the problem. You know, my the several dreams my wife has is, you know, she's preaching to people and they're saying, you know, that one word I can't stand, that one word I, I don't agree with is repentance. And, you know, that oh, wow. these, these, this is like the spirit of the age. No one wants to be humble. No one wants to say, you know, anything. And, I mean, we as humans deal with it, but I think as a culture it's become, you know, just the, the, the normal normal everyday uh, way to go is just, I didn't do anything wrong, and I don't have anything to be sorry about. So, or yeah. the, you know, oh, I'm under the blood. I'm under the blood. Yeah. You know, I'm under the blood. Well, no, yeah, you know, I'm saved by yeah. grace. I'm saved by grace. I'm like, hello. It says in Jude one four, it says that many have crept into the church using the grace of God as a license to sin, and they are denying Jesus as their master and Lord. Like you know, like that is heavy. It's heavy. And you know, Jesus also said in Luke thirteen, um, he said twice, "Repent or perish." You know, so I think that the, um, you know, your wife having these prophetic dreams and everything. Has she ever had a rapture dream? I've had, I've had like probably ten. She's had quite a few. Hers tend, tend to be a little different. She, uh, one of her gifts is the discerning of spirits. Uh -huh. um, and she, when she typically has a dream, it's, it's telling her what's going on. Like, uh, who's at work? Mm -hmm. What's happening? Um, and, and, and it's a lot of future events. This is what's happening. This is what's coming. Um, I've had I've had five, like, five God dreams. They've, um, I think one of them was probably a rapture dream, although it was very strange. I was, uh, I was just, I, I fell asleep, and then I had this dream. I was, uh, literally up in the sky in the clouds um and i look up kind of up and to the left and there's this there's this black gentleman and he's just sitting there he's got this cute this like white robe on he's all in white and he like smiles at me and then he starts singing um the lord's prayer and it and it hits all these like you know only in a dream where like it's all this dimension but all these crazy notes that he's singing as he's <laughs> singing the lord's prayer and it blew me away i'm like whoa and then i woke up oh wow and um and so that was like the probably closest thing i've had to, to a rapture dream everything else has been you know what god was doing in my life the future what it would be like um just kind of future prophetic stuff um but yeah i, I would I just, call that a rapture dream and you know you weren't yeah. here on earth you were in the clouds I, and of course it felt good no yeah you know absolutely. jesus is felt, coming in felt, the clouds like so what it would be it, yeah. yeah, it was certainly joyous, I, and so I, I definitely could, could, could pin them both together. But and the thing too yeah, is, well, you know, what is coming? We, you yeah. know, my channel. I just came off of a strike. I got a strike uh, for a week for talking about what's coming. And you know, uh, David, I'm going to tell you something. Some somewhere like 12 minutes ago, I hope you don't mind when you started talking about uh, your wife and her testimony, mm -hmm. I started recording it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just wanted to have it on record, whether you want me to sure. put it up on my channel or not. I just think, I think it's just amazing how, I mean, you and I are, and your wife, we're like, we are, we are the church. It's like, we're united in right. the Holy Spirit and with the word of God. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they're just not that many people that are going in the rapture. It's a, it's, uh, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, what's wrong with these people who think also that they're going in the rapture? And they can't, like you said, they don't like the word repent, even though Jesus used the word repent in Revelation 2 and 3, what, uh, five yeah. times. I think he used it five times. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the Church of Philadelphia, he didn't tell them to repent. And I think it was Sardis right. who didn't tell to repent. And so, yeah. for instance, like, there are these YouTube channels that have... Um, uh, you know, like 
60, 70, 80, 90,000 subscribers. And they are all looking for the rapture. Um, one of yep. them, his name is God a minute. And what's happening is the same thing that's happening in the church. God a minute, who I warned prophesying, I guess you would say, warned him by email multiple times that he was going to leave his wife and that he was going to get involved with another woman that was in these live streams with him. And he was like, no, no, you know, my wife is committing adultery. I can divorce her. And that's a, and he has four kids. And so that's what he's done. He divorced his wife. She was committing adultery, but that's still not the end of a marriage. And it says in 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11, it says, uh, if the woman does depart, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and the husband must not divorce his wife. And then in verse 39, it says, you know, but the widow can remarry, but only in the Lord. So here he is. He's doing all these videos about the rapture, and he's right. It's about to happen. But he is one of the foolish virgins that's going to be left behind because he re rejected the warnings and he divorced his wife and he's living with this other woman who divorced her husband. And, you know, they're no different than Her Herod and Herodias, right? I mean, I don't know if you remember yeah. Herodias had John the Baptist's head on a platter yeah. because he said... She didn't like to be challenged. Yeah. Yes, she didn't like being challenged that they were in adultery because of divorce and remarriage. Yep. And, uh -huh. and, and the thing is, the American church, I, believe, I mean, I've had, I used to have rapture dreams where I would be flying out of a church and I'd be the only one leaving. Uh, but in 2018, God told me to stop going to church because I can't, every time I try to find a church anywhere around me, there's, there's one church that I know of that's like an hour. I live in North Atlanta. There's another one that's an hour south of me. Uh, that believes in the permanence of marriage and the pre-trib rapture. But every time I try to contact somebody, because I believe that in 1 Corinthians 5, when it says that we are to shun the immoral brother for his good by turning him over to Satan oh. so that he could possibly be saved, you know, by shunning him, um, right. that would include that if you've got people in your church who are, committing adultery or fornicating sure. or are divorced or remarried, uh -huh. which is adultery, they need to be removed for their good and also to keep the leaven out of your church. And yeah. I, I mean, some of these people, they write, I, I, there's a guy, he, he writes really good books, um, 40 questions to ask yourself before judgment day, uh, 40, uh -huh. 40 whole, uh, 20 questions to ask yourself before judgment day. Tw uh, 40 reasons once saved, always saved is not true. And God said, God said, look him up. He's only, he's only about 30 minutes from you. I call him up and, um, and he, you know, we had, we did not have the same kind of conversation that you and I are having because he's divorced and remarried yeah. three times. And he is, oh my goodness. he is, he does foreign, he has, he's a foreign missionary. He has a missionary uh, organization he writes these books, and he's in a church, and he is uh, teaching discipleship classes. And he's not—he's not sure if the rapture's pre-mid or post, but he is definitely sure that he is forgiven for being in his third marriage. And you know, these are not people that are going in the rapture, and so that's why I believe in God's grace. The last three years, since I've been looking for the rapture for six years, since my first rapture dream. 
I think that the last three years has been the winnowing down of who are really going to stay faithful to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And if it's only 4% who supposedly have a biblical worldview, I believe it's probably half of them who understand marriage and understand that yeah. it is for life. And so that means only 2% of people who are claiming to be Christians are going in the rapture. And that's why I think God has to take us out before. I just think, you know, the the caught up is at the, you know, it's right before uh, the judgment start. You know, I uh, that's the thing about being a pre-tribber is that we get taken up before Jesus opens the first seal. And and right, so, right. you know, After these things, yeah. all of these things that we are seeing are, he told me like, you know, since I'm recording this, and if I do end up putting up on YouTube, I have to be careful because I, I got a strike. But, uh, and if you get two strikes, you can't put up for two weeks. I have a backup channel called Truth Triumphs, Only Lord Jesus. But my main channel is called Walking by the Spirit Always. And God told me what to call it. And I was like, always? You know, I mean, I know what Walking by the Spirit says. It's got to have always in it. And, of course, we're always striving to walk by the Spirit daily, Right. So anyway, I got a strike, so I have to be careful. But, you know, he told me, because there were a whole lot of people that started talking about that that was the mark of the beast. And I'm like, no, Lord, it can't be the mark of the beast because we're still here. You know, the mark of the beast happens at the midpoint of the tribulation, the full mark of the beast. And and so God said the, the, you know, what we're talking about, the poison, is the apparatus towards the mark of the beast apparatus well you know uh i i went to georgia tech and i was a you know a systems engineer for ibm for 10 years and you know project management and you know it is is having a business right and project management you have to have the different apparatuses or parts to your to your plan to complete your project right and that that poison is just one of the pieces and then we got all the other pieces that are falling into place mm-hmm. and you know the weird right. thing too was i've been thinking a lot because of all the bricks you know I'm, I'm a woman i don't follow as much of you know a lot of guys follow a lot of a lot of news stuff and financial right. stuff but the bricks thing it's really strange to me because october 24th last year I had a rapture dream that at the beginning of the dream, I see a cement truck pouring concrete into a sidewalk uh, kind of thing. And they were stamping it with bricks pattern, with a bricks pattern. And, uh-huh. and people were walking over over it and trying to trying to mess it up. And I was like, no, you know, like, what is this? And, there, and then right after that, I was at, uh, I had a tornado at my front door, which... In Atlanta, we don't have tornadoes very often like y'all do in Texas. Right. But, but yeah, I yeah. had this big tornado at my front door, and I I uh, hit the floor face down, and I was like, thank you, God, thank you, God. The rapture's here, the rapture's here. And I wasn't afraid of the big tornado right outside my front door. And then the next thing I know, I'd flown up to heaven, and um, I saw a big electrical um what do you call those things? Uh, you know, the big electrical, like, a, you know, power line, uh, the big the big tr- thing that's metal that has the big high high tension wires and all of that. Um, I don't know what you call them. They're like an electrical, 
tower. It carries the wire, the, the power lines, you know, and it was there and it had the power lines in heaven. And there were, um, there was a husband and wife that were saints that were circus performers and they, <laughs> they were performing on the wires to entertain us while we were waiting to get, and there was an elevator door, a beautiful golden elevator door. Uh and it had no elevator or building around. It was just the door. And we were waiting for us to, while they're entertaining us, for each of us to go and um, and have our time with Jesus. Because, right, each of us are going to have our, our own personal time with Jesus, right? And so we were just waiting, and they were playing, they were doing all their circus acrobatics on the, the wires. But the beginning of it started with the bricks thing. And so when I hear about what's going on with bricks, at the time, I had no idea. I didn't know about anything about bricks. I mean, I know that you know people talk about mason, you know, masons and stuff like that, Freemasons. But, but anyway, I was like, "Wow, Lord, here we are! All of this activity going on with increasing the BRICS nations, and then I really do believe the rapture. I really do believe the rapture could happen any day, any day, and um, I just don't see how." I don't see how we can go much longer in the birth pains, right? You've got four children, right? <laughs> yeah. How yeah, I got six, actually. My, my wife, did, she did all natural births. She didn't use any pain medicine for any of them. Oh, my so goodness. I'm well, I'm well acquainted with, uh, with, every, <laughs> with everything. She's, a, she's, she's an amazing woman. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I, you I got mean, six We've talked children? a lot about how that, you know, I mean, Jesus mentioned that so many times, you know, about birth. Uh, about you know a woman and labor you know and so many you know different different aspects and things so right so you know the baby has to be born the birth pains have just you know increased 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 and it's time for mm -hmm. the baby to be born how old are your children uh 14 to one and a half oh my goodness wow yeah they are uh, they are uh, they are some troopers for certain you know, that's um, another thing I run into. People, and I think that's what happened with my child. My fifth grandchild was just born August 28th. But I think that's also a big problem for people who were born again, and then they get married, and then they start to live the American dream. You know, they buy their house, and they start having babies. And when I think all three of my children got married without me, and then all three of my children... Um, pretty much disowned me in 2017 when I started doing my videos, but God told me I had to do this mission to, to wake people up. And it's because the typical American Christian wants, they want the American dream, to, you know, they want what's, you know, what the previous generations had, right? They want to be going back to normal and they want to be, you know, help, Help, wealth, and prosperity. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's it's comfort, right? You, you, you. Uh, that's the Laodicea. I mean, that's why a lot of people say that the the Philadelphia and the Laodicea are the two churches that are in parallel at the end time, and one is one, and one is the other. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that the that the, the Laodicea doesn't have anything in there, but it's you know, buy me gold tried by fire. In other words, there has to be um, some sort of a a purification process, right? It's, it's just, it's replete throughout the Bible. Obviously you found that in Job, 
right? You know, mm-hmm. when you've done trying me, and you know, I come out purified, and that's that's that uh, that's that in essence of what's going on, and so. Oh, and even well, even Job repented at the end too. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, here he was, he went through all of that, and still he repented at hearing, you know, the last yeah. what I don't know, five or six chapters of Job. Like God's yep. like, uh, you're nothing. I'm, you know, right. I know all this, and then right. Job is repenting, and you know, I just thought that was um, that was really a gift for God to God yeah. to tell me that was the first book of the Bible that I was going to read because. You know, all that time I had relied on my husband reading the Bible to my kids and my husband leading Sunday school and teaching. And I was just singing all the songs without knowing the meanings of the words, really. You know, we sing, we sing and we sing and we don't um, really apply the words to our lives. And so it just was like, all of a sudden it was like, oh my goodness, I have sung, um, you know, songs about repentance but never had repented and it, yeah. it was like it was just like a light it, it's completely like a total turn in and you're you have eyes to see of who you the fake christian that you were and you know i think it's a wonderful thing to hear of your wife's testimony and um i don't even know if i record i don't even know if i got that part but i can you just if you don't mind, I, I would love to put this up on my channel because I just think it's amazing that we would be so like-minded. But could you really quick again go over your wife's um, testimony in case I didn't catch that? If, that, if you if you are yeah. giving me permission to use this on yeah. my channel, okay. No, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so in essence, you know, my wife and I met. I was a a, a church goer, right? Uh, my whole life, I I you know, my mine's kind of a whole different testimony, but you know. Uh, through a series of, you know, Jonah experiences running from God, um, you know, I had fallen into some, some pretty dark times. Um, and so God was, was working me through that, obviously, you know, through his grace and mercy. But I, I met my wife online. Um, and she, well, okay, you know, wait a second. Through... Do, do you have time to, to give your testimony a little bit more? Because, I mean, people love to hear true testimonies. Can you give me a sure, little more? Sure, yeah, well, so, so for me, you know, basically when I was, you know, uh, a teenager, right, mm-hmm. I had gotten filled with the Spirit, gotten, you know, obviously was trying to, to follow after what, what God had wanted, and I found that I, I kind of, I basically said I didn't, I didn't want to do that, right, I kind of decided I didn't want to go, it was a Bible college she had wanted me to attend, and it was in Mississippi, and I decided that, you know, I'm just not going to, and anyway, through the next few years, um, I just kind of fell off. Uh, I would say got super depressed. It was just like I couldn't see anything. Everything was in black and white. And um, so I, I, God was working me through the process. A lot of very just difficult situations. Um, and but He was working me through it. In the meantime, I had online through this kind of conservative Christian website. It was like I think '05 is when when we were on there. Uh, very small, just people getting together. Uh, meeting up in like different cities and stuff for like conservative um, values, things like that. And I saw my wife, and she was in Maine. I was in Texas, and sure, a little tagline on her profile was, uh, "I just want to know. I just want to meet somebody who knows about Jesus and can teach me about him." And I thought, "Hey, that's that's me. I I know a lot about Jesus." Um, <laughs> and she was, uh, you know, undeniably she was she was quite beautiful. So. We, I started, I reached out to her. We actually didn't connect for like three months later. Um, 
And and so finally, you know, she just she had been through, you know, multiple relationships. She was, you know, had 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 left college. You know, she was in her early twenties, um, and just had been in relationship after relationship and was looking for, you know, that relationship that only Jesus could give. And um so you know, I began to you know do Bible studies with her and talk to her on online, over the phone, over email, um, and you know she she basically uh, you know she she came to the point to where you know we had some pretty hard talks about the okay, this are things you need to do, but she responded. You know her 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 idea was I just I, I want to know truth what it looks like I need that right that that's that satisfaction that people are looking for and hunger that everyone's looking for mm-hmm. um and no matter the cost right the you know find the truth in the field sell everything you have and buy the field and sell it not so it's it's that type of idea and she did that um and I I went with uh so we kept going right um finally she 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 was uh she did a a you know, between her and Jesus, she had a long period of, of repentance of everything she had done in her life. And she'd been in, you know, multiple, you know, relationships um, and obviously not godly in, in any sort of way. And, you know, I, I, uh, so she and Jesus had this time. He, he did a work in her. Then she, you know, uh, I think it was a few weeks after that, she, she, got, uh, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and then a few months after that, before we actually met in person, she was uh, baptized. So in the name of Jesus. So we 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 went through, um, you know, and then eventually we got married. She moved to Texas. We got married. Um, but, you know, I struggled as, as being, you know, uh, more of a church boy and her not being a church girl with like her past relationships. And, you know, when, when, when God called me on it, he said, um, I don't want ever, you to ever worry about it. I have... You know, I have made your wife as though she's she's new. I have done the work to repair her, to to make her to make her new. And and I think that's you know the essence and the core of what true repentance and a true coming to Jesus is that you wake up one day and you're restored. Like mm-hmm. like yeah, you still have scars of humanity, um, and they still hurt, and they can still be kind of numb. But but the idea is that y- you don't you aren't day-to-day struggling with them. They're not plaguing you. God God does a work. He does a, a a washing away of your sins, of your guilty conscience, of the things that he promised to do. Um, and, you know, for her, she just, she responded, and she's just been, you know, obviously the best wife uh, a man could ever ask for. We have six children together, and, um, you know, she God's obviously still working on her, just like he's still working on me. Um, but, but it is the gospel. You know, that's the you know that is. is the power of the gospel that yep. you know the watered down gospel has no regeneration and no right. no victory over sin you know people are like oh i st- i still struggle with sexual immorality i'm thinking you know if you right. were a fornicator no matter how many times you fornicated and how many people you fornicated with when you have your come to jesus and he washes you clean it's like that's it, you know. I'm gonna. I'm not going to even dabble in that anymore. I'm. I'm. I'm washed clean. I'm so grateful, yep. so grateful that He would forgive me, that He would choose yep. to forgive me. You know that He chose me, uh-huh. and that He would forgive me. That I owe Him my life. You know, I'm. I'm willing to yep. die for Him, and um, 
you know, that's a, I think that's a real testimony that your wife would have had all those relationships and that still you knew that God had made her new. Because I'm sure that had to come into your decision about whether you would choose to ask her to marry you, right? Yeah, it, it did. And I had already made up my mind. God had already told me, like, she was the one. I knew it. But there's still hurdles. Like, even if you know this is the goal, there's still all that things in between you and that goal. And that was one of them. That, that's not something I, I really took too big of a, a look at at first. But over time, I, you know, I had to keep, you know, I had to keep going, and I had to, I had to say, I had to have that come to Jesus moment, like, hey, God, this is what you're doing, and he just was very frank with me and very clear, and he just said, this is, you know, this is what I've done. That's, that's my job, right? He's the only one that can do it, and if we look at the gospel as being that part of the cross, mm-hmm. um, you know, there is a death, there is a bloody death, that is our, that is our repentance. There is a baptism, that is the, that is the uh, burial in the tomb, and then there is our being filled with the Spirit, that is the resurrection, the new life, and you really, as a human, you have to go through those things without dying, right? We have right. to die to ourselves, so that is that bloody part, and, and it's not it's not pleasant, and some guy once said, he said, you know, it, it, crucifixion usually comes by the hands of others, you know, we have to be fully crucified, you can crucify your feet and one hand, but you can't crucify both hands, he goes, it, it's always going to take somebody else to fully get you crucified there. Um, and, and get you dead. And so that's usually why we have these, you know, pretty terrible interactions with other people, uh, because that's what God's using to, to help us die to, to, to our will, to ourself, and be fully alive to Him. Because um, well, in this yeah. world, we're supposed to be persecuted, right? I mean, for His sake, they hated Him first. They're going to hate us, and we're supposed to rejoice in our persecutions, even though sometimes it's pretty hard. Um, but you know, we're at, we're at the end of the race and our victory is in sight. And, um, you know, I mean, you're very blessed, six children. And then, um, you know, when the rapture happens, you and that's the thing a lot of people don't understand too. It's like your children are being sanctified by your faith and your walk. And you're fortunate that you, you both are equally yoked and, full of the spirit and then your children are going to be. And so when the rapture happens, your whole, all eight of y'all get, it's kind of funny when Jesus, you know, Noah only there's Noah and his family. That was only eight out of the entire world that was saved. I know. I get it. You know, I know, I know. I, 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 those, those are not, aren't lost on me very often, but um, Terry, I, I am, I'm definitely sorry real quick. No, that's okay. use that recording however, however you'd like. I do Thank have you. to run real quick. I have a very, very hard appointment. That's um, fine. But if you want to pick up the conversation, um, when, are you going to be free? I, I'm going to have to have to have a dentist appointment later today. Will you be available tomorrow? I am. Uh, if to pick if, up if the I'm still, if I haven't been raptured um, and I'm still here, I'm <laughs> available tomorrow. But I, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom and wife who has no children and no husband. <laughs> so, um, sure. yeah, I'd love right. to talk, and I really do. I, I wish I'd caught the beginning of it because I mean, this has been such a delight to, to find you and I know it was completely led by the Holy Spirit because you know it was just like hey you need to you need to try to contact them and um, you know God bless you please tell your wife to also check out um, my channel but yeah if you want to call tomorrow yeah. and we can we can go at it tomorrow or yeah. you know if your wife wants to talk to me I'd love I, I was a stay-at-home mom uh, you know for a long time sure. and I love I just love 
I just love the Lord. I love that God, you know, like now that we've talked, if we got raptured today, we're going to know each other up in heaven and, you know, and you, and it's going to be amazing that this is our real family. All of the rest of these people, unfortunately, they have not, they have not fully trusted in Christ and they're not born again. And it's sad, but I do believe that there will be, you know, people that when we disappear, they're going to know. And then they'll get saved because there are multitudes that are saved yep. during the tribulation too. But yeah, thank yep. you so much for your no, time. No, absolutely. No, you're you're absolutely welcome. Yeah, let's 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 pick it up. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, if you're available, we'll we'll keep going. Okay. Um, definitely want to see what we can do. I mean, work with you, work for you. You know, help you out. Um, I know it's uh, it's it's crazy times we're living in, but you know, if we can get this, uh, if we can just keep going in the right direction, I think it's gonna. You know, we're going to have to trust everything else that we don't know and can do to him. And so... Yeah, the Lord's going to provide. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, he will. All right. He's good, yes. He all is right. good. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Oh, hey, wait, wait. I got to tell you one more thing. I see numbers all the time. Oh, well, I'll just say it. I see numbers all the time, and his phone number... The area code is 310, which means Revelation 310... And the first part is 626, which is my um, wedding anniversary, June 26, 626. Uh, I can't remember what it means in Strong's. Anyway, so he gave me permission. We actually had a wonderful time talking. He has had one rapture dream. His wife has had, um, she's had a lot of prophetic dreams uh, where she saw uh, a church split. She saw people who, um, you know, particular people that were in sin in the church that she's, uh, had to go and talk to. And, um, yeah, that was amazing. And he didn't say it. I don't think I caught it at the beginning, but he, she was a nominal Catholic before he, uh, started. She wanted to know what the Bible had to say. And so if they've got children 14 to one and a half, you know, I guess they've been married for at least 15 years, but I just, uh, I appreciate that he didn't mind when I started recording and I don't even know where it started, but, um, I have wonderful, I just love it how the Lord leads me because, so uh, this is putting it at the end, but I had a, uh, commercial come up on YouTube about gold and this company was called Genesis Gold, and it's a faith-based company. And so the Lord was like, why don't you give him a call and, um, or give him a, a, a contact? And then they called, he called me back, and his name is David. Don't know any of the other names about his family, but um, I, just thought, I just started recording it as we were talking. And uh, he had actually preached a sermon last week, so <laughs> I guess he's a preacher. And he does believe in the permanence of marriage. Um, I think I didn't catch it that his sister, uh, her husband divorced her. And she was a Christian, but she's um, she's not really walking where she needs to be. And so I don't know her name, but I'm going to be praying for her. But her husband um, divorced and remarried. And she has not remarried. But he said, you know, he believes that marriage is for life. And if you're divorced, you've got to um, be alone, is what he said. You've got to be alone. So isn't it amazing that a, a video, I mean, a, um, just a phone call 
just a phone call. And then we're so like-minded. It's like, wow, praise the Lord. God is good. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just going to put it up on my channel. What do I got to lose, right? Jesus is Lord. He's coming. God bless y'all.